Welcome to Funding Quest. I'm your host, Byron Allen, and today I'm grateful for the opportunity to sit down with JVR Bravo, owner and founder of Bravo Insurance Agency. JVR specializes in helping small businesses with their insurance, tax planning, and employee benefits. He's been doing this since 1985, and he's a true professional and an incredible resource for small business owners. In today's episode, JVR will share real-life examples about how business owners can use Keyman insurance and buy-sell agreements. Javier will also share insights into how business owners can use employee benefits as a tool to attract and retain employees. So join me now with part one of my interview with JVR Bravo. Today, we will be honored to be talking with JVR Bravo, founder of Bravo Insurance Agency. JVR has been serving individuals, families, and America's small businesses since 1985. JVR specializes in helping small businesses with their insurance, tax planning, and employee benefits. And this is why I've invited JVR to our show today, so he can share with us the many benefits that business owners can derive from understanding these these services. In fact, today we'll be learning from JVR about how business owners can use Keyman insurance, buy-sell agreements, and other insurance as tools to allow their business to continue in the event of death or disability of a key person. So JVR, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate you taking the time because I, I believe that uh, this, this really is valuable information for business owners to understand and I don't think most of them do frankly I, I agree and first of all thank you Byron for inviting me it's very exciting to be on this podcast with you and to help you do what you do best because I do what I do best to help you okay <laughs> thank you and vice versa Absolutely. Okay? so yes key man insurance is so important that a lot of small businesses even large businesses uh, utilize or do not utilize the people who don't utilize or have talked about key man insurance with their insurance agent or financial planner are losing out, uh, possibly causing problems down the road. Let's say, for example, you and I are business owners, partners, okay? Key man insurance means it's gonna cover a key person. Okay, now we have employees, we have 20 employees, but you and I started this, we have the sweat equity in the business, okay? We breathe and sleep all, all day long, all night long about our business, how to make it better, how to make more money, whatever it is. So we have a lot of sweat equity into the business and we need to protect ourselves because you know what? Something happens to everybody, anyone, anytime. Mm-hmm. Car accidents, sudden heart attacks, things like that can happen. Even if you're very fit looking, you might be looking good on the outside like you are. <laughs> and something could be going on, on the inside, right? And all of a sudden, bang, boom, what happens? your world falls apart. Not only your business world, but your family world, right? So let's say, for example, something happens to one of the partners and uh, they pass away. If you don't have key man insurance, it's gonna be very hard for you to survive the first 90 to 120 days because you're scrambling. Who had appointments with you or, or me during that period of time, we had to cancel them. And if we cancel and we look bad because we don't have somebody as a backup to f- fulfill the appointments or the orders of, of the other person committed to. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that hurts our business. But if we have money coming our way, we can float our business until we find a, a replacement. Okay? And finding a replacement is hard. 
first of all, you have to find someone that you can trust. Mm-hmm. Not only your, your ideas, but your business and your money, because it's a joint venture, right? But also to trust that they have the same vision that you do. Because the partners, when partners get together, they have a, a common vision. And not everybody will carry that on. Mm-hmm. And that kind of leads into buy-sell, because key man and buy-sell go in, uh, together. One of us passes away. Now the other partner is in business with a spouse. And the spouse was never in the business, never came on board, never supported it really sometimes, okay, that happens. So now you're, you're in business with a, a stranger. Mm-hmm. Now, that person may not know anything about the business and just wants to get out, great. But how are you going to fund that? Without a key man policy or a buy-sell agreement? That's kind of murky waters. How much is the business worth? How much should, should you buy her or him out? Okay, that's very important. And that's when you set that up in the beginning, buy-sell agreements through your operation, operational agreements of the business. So let's say the dollar amount set year one and in five years it escalates to one times four or 40% and uh, additional value of the business. And then the insurance policy will kick in. Here you go, here's your check, thank you very much. Give me my equity back to me, now I'm 100% owner. Mm-hmm. Instead of being 50-50, right? Right. That's very important. We had a case study, been about a year and a half now. I went in there with my people and we talked to the owners, two partners, their wives, and their key people about setting up a buy-sell agreement and a key man policy. They loved it. They wanted to wait a few weeks because they were going to go on a trip to Las Vegas, like a second honeymoon. So, okay, we, we were accommodating. Fine, we could wait a few weeks. During that two, uh, two and a half week period, the, the key person in the business developed COVID and died. So we were going to have a million and a half ins- of insurance on that person. Now it's gone. Mm-hmm. The opportunity was lost. So now there's a struggle within the policy, within the company. The wife's involved, which she never was involved before, with the remaining brother, who is now supposedly 100% ownership. However, she's not wanting to abide by an oral agreement between the two brothers. Mm-hmm. Now, we did find some documentation that allows the transition, but there's no funding for it. So now the brother that survived is gonna have to sell the business to her or buy the business from her at an escalated current value. Mm-hmm. But there's no set dollar amount, there's no funding vehicle because that life insurance was never put in place. Right. So those are kind of the dangers that you're trying to avoid by having an agreement, buy sell agreement, and also have a key man insurance. And so I see that's how they really go together is yes. the key man insurance funds the buy-sell agreement, basically. Yeah. Now, if you want a key man insurance for your sales manager, say I was your sales manager for the life insurance division of your company, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, and I had a record year the year before, a good year last year, and we're projecting even better for this year. And because of relationships that I've developed, I'm pretty key to keeping that going. Mm-hmm. So most employers will say, well, you know what? JVR, I'm going to buy a policy on you based on the last three years of average sales that you brought in. Maybe it's $350,000. So it gives us one year of, 
of recovery time to find mm -hmm. a ear replacement, mm -hmm. that's important. Right, I see. Because all of a sudden, I, I, I'm no longer here to help run the marketing or the underwriting. And now you got to find someone that, again, you can trust with your business mm -hmm. who might be not as qualified or maybe only partially qualified. Okay. Right. That's very important. Yeah. Yeah. And I can see that it makes sense. You're paying small premiums while they're there working as an insurance policy that if something happens to them, and I guess you could include disability insurance as well as life insurance. Absolutely. Right? Yes. Uh, so if something happens to them where they no longer can contribute and you know that's going to impact our profitability materially and, and it'll take some time to probably find a replacement, then maybe that's a smart thing to invest in those small premiums while times are good, while they're producing well, as an insurance policy that if something happens to them. Let's take it one step further. You mentioned disability. I offer living benefits with our life insurance policies, which means that it pays off while the person's alive. If they become disabled, lose two out of six activities a day of living, have a heart attack or a critical illness, get cancer. So all of a sudden, you as a policy owner, because it'd be your company that owns the policy, get a lump sum of money, even though the person has not died, to say, here you go, we're buying out early retirement, or use that money to pay him while he's off, or her while she's off, and not take the hit in, in your pocket, mm -hmm. out of the insurance pocket. And one step further than that, let's say you have a relatively young guy, 55 years old, and you expect them to be there for the next 10 years till retirement. Well, make it a cash value policy with living benefits. So when he's gone by retirement, not by death, you just cash in that policy. You got all your money back, basically. So it didn't cost you anything. Double duty dollars. Hmm. So the owner in that in that situation, the owner is the employer. Yes. And and therefore the owner can cash it out for the uh, cash value. Cash value, if they retire, for example. And right. Interesting. So we have an example back in Illinois that we had a cash value policy for a key person. And they were getting sicker and sicker and sicker, so they decided to retire. So instead of just cashing the policy by the employer to take the money back, they kept it in force, let the cash value keep the policy going. The, and and so then the when employer. that person died, uh -huh. you get the bigger death benefit, tax-free, back to the employer. Mm. So you're investing in your employee, but you're also, it's, it's very, very protected asset. Right. And that policy will show on your balance sheet under the assets of the company. For its cash value. Right. Mm -hmm. Gotcha, yeah. Um, and I think, I think that's very similar. Bank-owned life insurance is, 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 is like that, or company-owned life insurance, where you are basically getting key man insurance for, for your key people. That's right. And it's a company asset. Right. And, and it's a, a whole life type policy. Right. right. Excellent. All right. Well, so speaking of employers and employees, I know one of the things you wanted to also help educate our listeners is um, benefits, right? Using insurance products as a, a recruiting and, and retention tool. Absolutely. Especially nowadays. About a year ago, there was the great, uh, was it called the great, re uh, the great retirement? Oh, the no, great, the uh, great uh, resignation. Resignation, right? Okay. <laughs> Great I don't know, I'm not that woke yet, but, <laughs> 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 but uh, that's a problem, keeping the 
employees happy, keep them working, keep them motivated. And people went to work from home. Now it's hard for employers to get them back. They want more and more things uh, given to them, you know, benefits. And one of the things that helps employers attract new employees without upsetting the existing employees, because I see a lot of employers trying to buy new employees by signing bonuses, $2,000, $5,000. But all of a sudden, they were getting backlash from the existing employees that you know, stayed with you through the COVID right. situation. Well, hey, how about me? Uh, let me resign and come back. <laughs> okay, <laughs> right. <laughs> For that signing bonuses, right? These are not professional ball players, people. Okay, they're employees. Right. Yes, they're valuable, but let's att- let's attract them with benefits, which are tax deductible to you as an employer. So you're taking the advantage of attracting them and also taking taking the deduction, right? A common thing is that new employees are seeking nowadays. Okay, more time off. Okay, paid time off that is PTO. Uh, and, uh, but also critical illness, life insurance, long-term care. Okay, because those benefits can benefit them outside of their workplace more so than just workman's comp. But workman's comp required anyways, right? But they don't see that benefit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, life insurance, yes, the standard IRS maximum deduction is for $50,000, okay, that you can pay for as an employer with no tax ramifications. But these other benefits, they are attractive. Even dental vision or an HRA, health reimbursement account, things like that can help employers attract and also retain employees. Because it costs more to recruit, train a mm-hmm. new employer than it is to retain. Correct. Right. Right. Let's talk about gap insurance first. You're an employer, you have group health insurance. Well, as health insurance prices have risen, employers are going to higher deductibles, higher co-pays, higher co-insurances. Now you say, well, we have to because the cost of health insurance is so expensive. And I agree. So we have a couple of things. One, gap insurance, where the employee pays for it pre-tax so it reduces your FICA, and it also reduces your FICA matching, which is very cost-effective, right? Mm-hmm. Which is 15.3%. The gap insurance will pay first dollar when they go into the hospital for an admission. Let's say $1,500. Well, that will really help offset that deductible for the employee. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because most employees don't have the extra scratch right. in the savings, right? Right, right. And you as an employer don't want to hear, hey, can I get an advance? of a month's salary because I got all these bills coming out coming out of the woodwork, right? Right. Well, no, you could say, well, we have that policy for you. Tap into that. That should help you, okay? Most employees forget what they have or what the employer pro- provides. Yeah, so, that's true. So I learned this several years ago with my own daughter. She's a teacher, okay? And she was talking to me about her benefits and her pay. She said, Dad, I need more money. I said, well, you have a very good job. In fact, you're ahead of the English department at the high school, top four in the state. I know what you make, and I think that's pretty darn good. And she says, yeah, but I think I could earn more. I said, have you looked at your benefits? See, what do you mean? Okay, let's look at your benefits. Do you get free health insurance? You have a $400 per year deductible. $5 co-pays for doctor's visits, okay? 
That health insurance, if I sell to you individually, it's about $900 a month. But it's free to you. So that's ten grand there, uh-huh. okay, of free money. Right. The $5 co-pays, that's very, very unheard of. It's very nominal because it's, the school district is self-insured. They use this third-party ministry, but that's their plan design. On top of that, the state of Arizona matches your salary as a teacher, 3%. Hmm. So that's free money. Okay. So you're making 73% is $2,100 a year of free money in addition to that. Okay. Plus the 10, you're already at $90,000. Uh-huh. Okay. So have you considered that? No, I never thought about it that way. You're right. None of the employees out there, no matter if you're a public service employee, or a private sector employee. They don't think about the benefits, what it really truly costs. Right. And that's free to you, okay? There's cost sharing for some, like 50-50 for employer or 50% for the dependents and the employees free. There's all kinds of designs out there. Right. But employees don't realize that. Unless you do an annual survey like we provide to our group employers to help them show this to their employees, they don't understand that. Great point. Yeah. Right? That's very well described. An excellent example of really understanding the value of offering benefits. And, and, and we need to, as employers, we really need to help make sure our employees understand that. And, and so they can give proper value to it. Because I know it's it, the easy thing to do is just think, what's my salary? Well, you know, what, are, what am I getting paid? The, that's the, the headline number. Right. You know, the details are, are in the article, and not everyone reads the article. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, so, so. Well, the proof's in the pudding, right? When an employee goes to an employer and says, listen, I want a raise, and you could, the employer can come back, well, I did give you a raise. You just, you, you just don't see it. Our health insurance went up to last year 30%, and it's still costing you X amount of dollars. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good point. That's great. I love it. All right, talk, talk about another employee benefit that you mentioned earlier was the SEP. The SEP, the Self-Employed Pension Plan. This is really nice for small businesses especially. Let's say you and I are, again, business partners and, and we have employees. Well, the IRS allows us to discriminate on who we have participate in a SEP, a pension plan. There's three criteria. They have to be age 18 or older, uh, work for you at least uh, two years, I believe. I, I got to go back on that one. <laughs> and um, based on the design of your company, a certain criteria regarding ownership. Okay, You can do those three things. And you can always refer this back to the IRS or to Google, but on top of my head, that, that's what that is. But a simplified employer's pension plan allows you to put 25% into a, an annuity, for example, and deduct it from your salary. So you take it off your, tax, your taxes and your Schedule C. So if you make $200,000 and you put in 25000 you can only get charged tax on one seventy-five. Okay, so it's a pre-tax Pre-tax, mm-hmm. and you could take the money out later when supposedly your tax rates are lower, okay, at a favorable rate. But that's a big plus because you and I could start a company and we could be a part of that set plan and not include anybody else for a while until they meet the other criteria. Okay. But since we started, we could take advantage of that because, you know, again, we put in all the sweat equity into the, the business. We need to re- reward ourselves first, right? And the old adage is we always pay the bills and then 
pay ourselves last. No, you mm -hmm. need to pay yourself first. That's how it should be. Mm -hmm. right? Pay yourself first, richest man in Babylon. <laughs> <laughs> well, Albert Einstein uh, said that the fourth wonder of the world is um, compound interest. Uh huh. Okay. You either make money with compound interest or you pay money with compound interest. That's right. Interest, okay? That's right. And debt is no one's friend, right? Yep. That sounds like uh, we got a little um, poor Richard's almanac here going on here. <laughs> <laughs> so ben, Benjamin Franklin would be telling us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so, good. again, the, the uh, SEP IRA is, is a good tool, and your accountant as a business owner will love it. And, and so how is that different? Because obviously you can make contributions uh, into a 401k or an IRA that also are, are, you know, deductible from a standpoint of reducing your taxable income. Right. Right. So how does a SEP differ from that? Does it let you put in more or? The SEP allows you to put in more than a regular IRA. Okay. Okay. Unless you're over 55 years old or, and you can pay, put more into it, but it's only $1,000 more. This is 25%. Or up to twenty six thousand dollars a year. Okay, that's a big, big difference. Right. A four hundred one k. Yes, there are four hundred one k's out there, but there's a cost to have them, to establish them, to maintain them, to manage them. Where a SEP IRA through an insurance company, the insurance company manages it f for free. Uh, the money is guaranteed not to be lost because it's not re um, regulated by the market. We have uh, equity index annuities, but they have a guarantee never to go down. They only go up. Mm -hmm. Versus mutual fund stocks, they go down, up, down, whatever. And you never know what you have until you need it. Okay? Right. And that's sometimes sad. Where you have a health issue or you need a, to retire or you need something to take money out of there and the market's low. Well, what do you mean? It was at 25000 last last month. Now it's only nineteen. Well, that's what happened. The market went down. Right. Okay, versus the annuity, it was twenty-five thousand last month. It's going to be twenty-five thousand or more now, no matter what. Right. Right. Okay. Excellent. Interesting. All right. Anything else on employee benefits that you think would be helpful for for them to understand before we move on to the next topic? Well, I think the uh, misconception out there is employee benefits cost you money. They don't. They don't. They, they actually help you earn more money and be more cost effective with your employees. Because it costs a lot to, again, to re, uh, recruit and to train somebody. But if, those, if these benefits help you get better people and keep them, uh -huh. it's well worth it. Good point. And so that's where I think someone like yourself that is, is highly trained and experienced in the different employee benefit options to go through with a business owner and say, well, let's look at return on investment, right? Because not all benefits are going to be valued the same, perhaps, Correct. from their employees. And, and maybe given who their employees are, understanding that, understanding the company culture, things like that, you can kind of tailor your uh, offerings for your benefit offerings to get the best return, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. I appreciated the conversation I had with JVR today. One of my key takeaways is the combination of a key man policy and a buy-sell agreement for business partners. I also appreciated JVR explaining several ways how employee benefits can be valuable employee recruiting and retention tools. Join me next time as I conclude my interview with JVR 
where he will give more details and real-life examples of how businesses can use a variety of different types of insurance to meet different business needs, some I'll bet you hadn't known of before. As always, I thank you for joining us at Funding Quest, where our quest is to find the best funding for your business.